and then we got a comment from Charles that I'll throw out there. I don't know how I feel about this particular comment, but we'll see how it goes. Wait, is this the Charles? This is the Charles. Oh, no. Charles, real time, <laughs> Charles. I'm gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my words here for a moment. There you go. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. <laughs> He's muted again. Beautiful. Gosh dang it. I muted it because Taylor's doing some downstairs. Better red than dead. Moving on. <laughs> and Alec Burgess. Case of the Mondays. People. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in, everybody that's live watching us. If you're tuning in after the fact, we appreciate that too. Go ahead, hit the like, follow, subscribe, bell notification button. All those fun buttons, click on them so you can keep up with all of our episodes live and and uh, not live. So, um, yeah, we're here to record an episode and talk about the rings of power. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's dive in. I'm confused. So much going on. So much going on. Um, Alec had a great TikTok. Go check it out. Shit's funny, but it's a legit question. Who are the robed peeps? Who are these people? I mean, their names don't give anything away. You have like the Dweller. Yeah. Um, I already forgot the other two, but they're kind of similarly weird. The Nomad names. and the Aesthetic. Yeah. How do we know their names? In the IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> we cheated. Um, of course, always. It's our job. <laughs> exactly. But they're very kind of obscure. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, and the prevailing opinion is that it was going to be some form of the cult or the, uh, you know, more goth and Sauron's followers who worship them as gods. Yeah. Or Slim Shady, depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I had a good chuckle. I mean, I think they gave us like all the hint we need to realize that the stranger is the man in the moon. Like, I don't know how you could say any different with like the hint that they gave. Cause they, they had him on the screen. He did his weird little thing. And then all of a sudden the cuts to the weird moon and then to him in the crater and the crater kind of looking like the moon now that it's not on fire. So I, yeah, I think, what do we mean? The man in the moon though. So he's a Maya. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the man, in the moon is from the hobbits. Yeah. Uh, kind of how they perceive him. Um, I think his name is Torian Terrain. So for the uneducated common folk like myself, what does Maya mean and how does this fit into Lord of the Rings lore? Um, so the Maiar is... that That's the... Wow, my brain just quit working. It's... Alex, save me. Why the Maya are like angels. Yes. I don't Matt. know why I couldn't think of... Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Is Sauron one of them? Yeah, so Sauron's a Maya. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so is Gandalf, Saruman. And mm-hmm. this man in the moon, his name or his Maya name is Tillian. Mm. Um, and his Valar, I think, is Aule? Ooh, that one I don't know. Um, 
I forget. He, but one of his Valar is pretty important to Middle Earth. Um, so he's on the same power level as Gandalf, but he's not Gandalf. Yeah. Okay, so we've confirmed that. But this is an actual character from Lord of the Rings lore that they just, it's not a made up character. Yeah. It's very, very obscure. obscure. Like, you only hear about him because of songs and like, and it's the legend stories who are the Harfoots. So yeah. that's the connection there is that he would be, um, their stories okay so he's the Maya of the moon pretty much yeah which in fact the man of the moon comes from they actually like talk about he uh he pilots the moon or like the moon vessel what makes the moon the earth the moon rotate around the earth so it's a very interesting character very obscure but it's also very smart because like I said, I think the the initial lean towards that is to go, oh, he's going to be Gandalf, which, based on everything we know with lore and how they're handling the lore, can't be. So, because he's a third age Meyer, but we'll see. Okay. But I am curious. They do, it, they always pose a threat to Sauron and the the not so nice elements of middle earth the maya because if they they come out and they're they're not bad but that's the thing with the maya is they're like easily could go either way because i mean you even see in in here reading the book especially in the books gandalf can kind of be a dick you know what i mean (laughs) it's not like he's this omnipotent beautiful wonderful person all the time he's kind of an ass sometimes so it's like yeah, in fact, all of them, except for Radagast. Radagast is always just kind of nice. That's because Radagast is high all the time. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, it almost comes with that. Who's going to stop them, right? Who's going to tell them no? And that's where you get that almost little, like arrogance or power-hungry aspect. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Tillian, the man in the moon. Yeah, I just think that shot was just too obvious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I... <laughs> I don't know because the other problem that you run into is there was a weird shot that I thought was very unfortunate that made me think that Alec was on point with a time, like a weird timeline break when the, Oh, what's his name? The guy at the human, the South, South, South human. That's it. Uh, Halbrand. Yeah. Halbrand. So he was talking about, you have no idea what we did or what, like, you know, what we had to do or whatnot. And then, it sh- it cut back to the humans coming down from the tower to go see uh, the orcs and, you know, Neil. And I'm like, so are, is he one of those kids? Is he one of those people? Is it, do we have a weird timeline? And then after a while, I was like, no, they're just having him tell the story while they're getting ready to make that same choice that he made or his group made. But then I'm like, well, how long is he? How old is this guy? Because I feel like that fight's been going on for a while, but who knows? Yeah, well, so it depends on because we're in the Southlands, which are Mordor, but there's also, you know, Rune and Harad and Khand, which are south and east. So Adar and his orcs could have started there and just been slowly moving north and west. That's fair. Um, so it could have, he had a similar choice, just. We don't know about it because it's happening in lands that are never talked about. Fair. So I have a question for you, smart guy. Uh-oh. 
Um, I was really intrigued by, and I didn't look it up because I wanted to save it to ask you in case you knew, but there was a lot of like on that map section where they showed uh, the Harfoots and Nori and hers like traveling at the beginning. Um, Are those different names? Are they ones that I should have known? Because I, because uh, I know right now in the Second Age, a lot of the old the cities and the areas on the map were different, and they have different names right now. But did you see any that you recognized? No, not from like the Third Age. Because if they're sticking true to lore, right? You have the Second Age, you have the sinking of Numenor, and you have kind of the breaking of the world. Okay. Where in Tolkien's Legendarium, the world goes from being flat to round. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so the names and everything would be different. Uh, than what we know but i mean there's second age names that make sense unless sure. you're deep in the lore you're not gonna really know a whole lot of them yeah and that's i was looking at it trying to figure out like based on what i knew of the map so you can see linden which eventually becomes uh what's elrond's joint lorian not that yeah rivendell and so i was looking at that going what can I see? So I'm sitting there being like the silly guy, just pausing it, trying to look at the map going, <laughs> what does this look like? <laughs> right. But that scene and the song that's going the entire time mm-hmm. was so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you even had the little nod to Tolkien with uh, not all who wander are lost. I was like, oh, Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could jam to this song the entire time. Yeah. Just give me some more of that going. Yeah, All right, so I have some more questions about this whole mithril, mithril thing that I didn't know that they thought that getting this would save their people because in when the Lord of the Rings that I know just knew Mithril was a dope piece of chainmail armor that looked boss and saved Frodo's life to an extent. Um, talk to me about that a little bit more because that whole storyline had no idea and it definitely makes the Elf King. I mean, he, he looks a little dark and suspicious and uh, I'm just curious about that whole lore and what I'm missing there because I I didn't know we were going that way they did Gilgalad dirty Um, but okay Mattson you know in the Lord of the Rings trilogy Arwen gives her necklace to Aragorn Mm -hmm. right so that's the light of the elder that's what they're hinting at is Mm -hmm. Mithril is used to make these necklaces so that they can stay in Middle Earth Uh... so when she gives that up She's essentially giving up the Lie of the Eldar, which has been taken out by Sauron. And so you see the trees die and everything like that. So they use Mithril to make those necklaces. So they need it because the light is going to be taken out. And unless they capture that light, then they just become mere mortals. Mm-hmm. He definitely made it sound a little sadder, like they're going to fade away. It's like, buddy, like, I mean, you're just going to die like the rest of humanity. Like, sorry, kind of not sorry, but interesting well they either die or they leave and if they leave sauron has a much easier time conquering middle earth but do they really care about that though that's the thing you're just like i feel like it's still kind of a selfish agenda (laughs) i mean Eh, to be fair yeah yeah elves are always like fantasized when you start talking about like these kind of things but they're kind of dicks too like (laughs) at the end of the day comes with a long life yeah i mean you live that long and you're like yeah they're just mortals they'll they don't know. Because I thought originally when uh, Celebrimbor, they were going about this, that we were setting it for the, the, the furnace at the tower, in which they still are, but I thought it, 
they were going to try and get that, some of this metal to help make these rings. At least that's where I thought it was going. Obviously, it's not, but maybe still is to an extent. But I thought we were going there. Would have been nice, but they have to drag this out a little bit with their billion-dollar budget. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, and I'm pretty sure the, the three elven rings are made of Mithril. Yeah. Yeah, it would make sense to an extent, but it sounds like this tree there represents their life here in Middle Earth is slowly dying because Sauron is coming back. Therefore, they shouldn't have ever got rid of uh, Galadriel because the king knew that she was actually right. Yeah, it, that was a weird. But again, I've I've always they they did what they did with Galadriel to get her to Numenor, so that they can include Numenor into this story in the way that they have, which then gets uh, Elendil and Siodor and uh, that group, or at least part of that group. Because I thought Elendil's daughter came with them bef- when they came over. So again, maybe this is a they're going over, going to get their asses handed to them or beat them. And then after the fact, something weird goes down and then there's another, or maybe she sneaks off with another group. I don't know, but this doesn't feel like the group that left Numenor doesn't feel like the group that's going to eventually found Gondor and Arnor. Like that just doesn't feel like that's yeah, what, not that we're there. Right. Cause those was like, they were saying with five ships, 500 people. I'm like, that's not enough. It was like a third of the freaking Numenor that went or something. It like was that. a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and he had colonies before then. Throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. Yeah. I um, thought so I was a little confused about that. I was on your same wavelength, JJ. I thought that I was like, oh, this is how we found Gondor and whatnot. But clearly okay. there's a lot more that needs to happen. And so maybe long- this is where you're because it was talking about the one thing that I did find interesting was when the, the politician's son went to him. And he was like, no, 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 I would never give up on this opportunity because now we have this connection with a human king that we're going to set up. I thought that was a very interesting political take on something that you don't see a lot of in Tolkien is the politics of all of it. Outside of Gondor and a little bit with uh, the Rohirrim, you don't see a lot of the politicking. So I thought that was a very interesting ad. And like you say, maybe this group is the one that found some of the colonies in middle earth and then we'll have the big leave because yeah yeah. and i'm also starting to wonder if we're actually going to see sauron i don't think you do this season i don't i don't know because if we're going to even see him in the first couple seasons because this little expeditionary force from numenor is set up perfectly for the southlands and the orcs that are with adar yeah, size wise, everything, timing, perfectly set up to go in there. Halbrand becomes king again, starts rebuilding the Southlands, um, and I'm assuming Galadriel is going to continue her hunt for Sauron, thinking sure. that he's no longer in the Southlands or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm okay with that. Like I think shows always mm-hmm. rush to give the big bag and ugly, and then the problem is once they have that, you really only can carry it for usually like one to three seasons three if you're lucky it's really like one to two at that point and what do you do after that when the bid bag ugly is is defeated or the story concludes so i'm i'm for it especially with this mm-hmm. dark elf right now at our like compelling dude to say the least and curious what his when he pulled out that his like orc aid and had a 
put his arm out in the sun and it's like what does that feel like and he said his little thing about i'm gonna miss that and you you were like well you don't have to and you don't have to make that light and sun go away like i i'm intrigued by his motivations and those things and want to learn more about it like i'm compelled by what he's presenting so far yeah, he's a very interesting villain, and and I liked, like you said, I, I think that interaction was very interesting because it humanized him in a way, or at least made him relatable. Um, or I, I like when villains have, just like I like when heroes have flaws. I like when villains have flaws, and they have second da- second guessing themselves, and they have doubts and things like that with maybe where they're going. So I like realistic villains and heroes, and and so far everything's pretty on point with that. So I'm, yeah, I'm liking that. Or I like where we're headed there. I am curious. So this, we have the, the weapon, this sword or whatever the hell it is that Theo has. And, and now, uh, his mom knows about it and the elf knows about it. And I don't know why I can never remember his name. Ron Deer. Ron Deer. So they know about it. They're looking at it. What the hell? So we get like the white, like I guess the light version or the part that's built into the tower, like how are those connected? Like, I don't know if did they explain it in any kind of way or did I just miss it? They didn't really explain it. It was just, I think that was a carving of the sword, you know, kind of originally meant as a warning about what this sword is. And I was wondering if Adar is maybe chasing some kind of prophecy or glory mm-hmm. um, and, you know, creating orcs, trying to set him up as this dark Lord, but trying to be better than Sauron. Cause he yeah. got pissed when the old guy thought he was Sauron. Right. And he went off the deep end and his orcs are like bigger and faster than the ones we see in the third age. At least they appear to be. Yeah. So he's making his own breed of orcs. I wonder if he's trying to set himself up as the Lord of Mordor mm. in place of Sauron. And Sauron how, do you, how do you make your own orcs? Same way you make anything else. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, they did that. But it's so confusing. I guess they never really explain how it's done, but you just have dark magic and you can blend. Yeah, that's crazy. Scary. Yeah, I don't think it would be too far of a stretch now that you're talking about that, Alec, that that, it, that he could be – we assume that Adar is, is part of Sauron's group. He could just be a follower of Morgoth that's trying to pick up the pieces before Sauron's even involved. Because if Sauron's where he should be in theory, he should be in human form over with at least – in an area that he can start to help to manipulate um, Celebrimbor. So it's, I, I think it would make sense if we're not even looking at the remnants of Sauron or the start of Sauron's army, but we're looking at a remnant of Morgoth and his follower, in which case, and the fact that if this blade at some point was Elven or even Maiar or Valar, you know what I mean? Coming from Morgoth or there's a connection there from the first stage. I mean, he would have been around to know about it, right? And maybe Morgoth got a hold of it. Maybe it was a sword from Fionor. I mean, it could be anything 
and Morgoth got a hold of it and corrupted it, and now Adar's after it. Like that would make a lot of sense. So that's the thought I had because it's carved on the stone. You don't carve things in stone unless it's usually a warning or monument. Mm-hmm. Um, and a is like, oh shit, I found, I've seen this before. Interesting. But he still didn't know what it was. He just had seen the carving of the tower. Yeah. And the fact that they say it's a key, that Arondir says it's a key of some sort. Um, yeah. I mean, that tower, I'm assuming, goes back to the first stage, right? With Morgoth. And, it looks old enough. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe in somewhere in this whole first age battle down in the south or whatever maybe that's the whole um yeah maybe maybe it's sauron that's trapped there maybe that's to unlock and free sauron is you need that handle so i mean that could be any number of things maybe that's where his his soul his spirit or whatever's trapped it could be any number of things but i so there was a theory out there and I want to run this by you guys. Cause I caught it earlier today and I was like, Whoa, shit, I didn't even think about that. Um, and then we got a comment from Charles that I'll throw out there. I don't know how I feel about this particular comment, but we'll see how it goes. Wait, is this the Charles? This is the Charles. Oh, no. Charles real time. <laughs> Charles, I'm going to hold my, I'm going to hold my words here for a moment. There you go. So I have, what if Halbrand? Is Sauron. Makes sense. Uh, it follows Smith. the lore. Sauron, yeah, Smith. I've Glad never seen a Smith do that before. Does not trust him. And she did not trust Anatar when she first met him. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost unexplicably really does not want to go back to the Southlands. Yeah. Um, which has absolved him of any superstition or suspicion, I guess, of who he is. Yeah, which would be a Sauron type thing, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. You oh, okay, I'll back. go back. Okay, <laughs> I'll come back. I'll be part of the team. Let's go. So it's an intriguing. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, he survived some pretty gnarly shit on the Sundering Seas. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I buy it. I'm more likely to believe that he becomes. The Witch King, but I could also see that being the case. He's Anatar or a different face for Sauron. Yeah. So one hundred percent I could see it happening. Be a nice twist. I almost wish I hadn't seen that theory in my feed pop up because that would have been cool. Anyway. You know who you probably saw it from? Charles. Probably ruined it. <laughs> Damn Charles always stirring shit up. You know, you know. Charles good to, actually. Good to but, good to have you on here. Uh, JJ, you want to bring up Charles' comment here? Yeah. JJ, how do we feel about this? Because you already know we're all for it. Alec and I don't we don't even need approval from us. <laughs> I, <you know. laughs> Not just any wizard, Gandalf. We want him to dress up as Gandalf. I mean, <laughs> I'm probably down. I, you know, I, I'll do anything. I'm not. I'm shameless. I, <laughs> I, I think we should make this happen 
may I don't know if you can get a costume. Well, Amazon probably you probably get something there next week. Uh, Charles's next comment. I think Charles, being a man of the people, the common folk, I really relate with you here. He says, joking aside, it's been a bit difficult to follow the Rings of Power since I'm not well versed in uh, JRR's novels. Um, so absolutely, I'm of this boat where I've read these novels. I've read. Uh, the Hobbit as well, but I am clearly not well versed in the lore and most of these characters and things. I know nothing about what we're venturing into. And uh, Charles, as you listen to us, you can probably clearly relate to me. I still like what I'm seeing on screen uh, from the storylines, the visuals and everything, but I don't really know what's happening. And to be fair, when I originally went through the Lord of the Rings, I didn't really know what was happening either until I read things after the fact. And it was okay. I mean, I still was perfectly enthralled and loved it. Um, so I'm just kind of taking things as they come. Um, and I think at times that can be refreshing and fun. Whereas JJ and Alec, you guys know at times can ruin things for themselves because they know (laughs) things that they wish they didn't know. And many a times I'm happy that I'm not in that bucket. Yeah. I'm telling you up until episode four, Alec and I was pissed. Like I, because I kept, I was so distracted by the lore and where we were in the timeline that I was it was really messing with me and I didn't enjoy the first three episodes in fact I went back and watched them before this I watched all five episodes yesterday because I was like I gotta freaking check this out when I'm not biased by the fact that I'm distracted so yeah I'm with yeah Alec Alec and I I'm sure both of us have that issue so coming back to Charles request real ginge for a minute um, Charles, I think that was a yes from JJ. So when you do join Patreon, hit JJ with that email, or he may just know in AOAs. But JJ, let's make it happen. There's got to be like, there's got to be like a threshold, right? So like, if Charles joins, cool. But he also gets stuff for being a patron at that point. Like, yeah, you dressing up as Gandalf? No, like I'm saying. So like, is it three? We get when we get five patrons is it when we get i mean i'll do it charles about to sign up his whole family (laughs) (laughs) oh god i love it i'll I'll think on it how about that but yes at some point i will if you want for the season finale i'll dress up like a wizard and then uh, charles does say thanks guys keep up the great work that's a fair compromise yeah i'll make that compromise we join patreon at the season finale i'll dress up like a witch charles we appreciate your support and but i will say i was hoping for because man you've put me through the ringer personally i've sat my (laughs) butt on my couch for more than a few hours thinking about you and what i wanted to do to you but we love you as well (laughs) i love it it's it's true all right, well, I like this episode overall, though. I, I think it's a good midway point, a little more than midway point. <laughs> Charles joining now. I love it. Uh, yes. There's some cool perks, which we'll talk I'm about in. here in a minute. Um, besides just me dressing up like a wizard, apparently. What the hell did I get myself into? I will say with this episode, I could have done less or ha- would be excited with less Isildur. Yeah, he's annoying. I mean, at this point, he was taken by his dad to go fight Sauron because if he left him alone in Gondor, he would have burned down the joint. Yeah. Which I also didn't understand that whole dynamic of, like, the the 
the politician's kid like what was he doing like it seemed like he was on board with his pops at that point and then apparently he wasn't like female persuasion jj well i mean sure that's fair touche well played i take out the fact that but there's there was, been many things that have been yeah. done in movie lore and just real life <laughs> that's yeah, no, all you have to say there was a vagina involved <laughs> i get it that's all you have to say <laughs> i'll blow up a boat too for the right one i am down um yeah interesting show interesting. i'm excited i i can't is there only eight or are there 10 episodes i don't remember i think there's 10 but i think there is two i hope there's 10 because i'm enjoying it so once i got the timeline figured out i think it's awesome yeah exactly once i got past episode four i was i was down 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 so much fun oh absolutely so. and doran it continues to be dude greatest <laughs> character in the show oh my gosh the stupid stone table oh my god it was epic <laughs> and i knew too like when he as soon as he started talking i was like oh he's messing with them so much right now and then it was just perfect the way he told elrond like i was just like oh that's great Disa needs a new table. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, there's actually only eight episodes. Oh, son oh, of man. a bitch. Means we only got three episodes left. At least we got, we'll match up with uh, She-Hulk one episode for oh, each. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trade-off. Three shitty ones and three good ones, hopefully. Um, yeah, overall great episode. I, I yeah, I think there were some things where I was like, like you said, I could have done less Theodore. I want more of the Harfoots, but I feel like they can't give us more without giving away too much about the Stranger. But what I saw the Stranger, I enjoyed. The weird ice power, that's another one to think about with him being a Maiar, especially with the Man in the Moon, because each of the Maiar typically have their own power that's their strength. They all have some serious magic, but like Gandalf was fire. Um, Radagast was earth kind of thing. They typically have an element of some sort that they deal with as a main. Now they have many powers that cross over, but I thought that was interesting with the ice and the way he slammed the ground and sent those wolves flying. It was pretty cool. I, oh, I'm yeah. liking where we're going with that. So those wolves were ugly as balls, too. I was like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to get chomped on by one of those things. That, no. Look, that's gross. Dirty. <laughs> All right, well, Matt and Tilbury, where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts can be found at What's Our Verdict Reviews. Uh, if you want to listen, check us out on, on YouTube and Facebook for our live shows on Monday for uh, Rings of Power and obviously um, House of the Dragon. And then on Thursdays, we're doing Andor. Um, you can check us out on social media, on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, most especially at What's Our Verdict. Our website is under construction as we revamp it. So if you do visit right now, Charles, you especially, uh, it says coming soon, but we're excited for the facelift that's happening as we speak. Um, otherwise, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Hit that follow, like, or subscribe. And also, Patreon, some really cool content that we're offering there. Uh, most specifically, we have three different tiers First tier for three bucks a month is kind of voting rights on what we'll review actually on a month to month basis and a lot of our outros and behind the scenes content. There's quite a few. It's pretty juicy. 
uh, five bucks per month. We've got those voting rights again. Everything that I just mentioned, along with uh, vote on what we do for our crazy, cool, dumb shit episodes, uh, as well as trailer reaction videos, which we're pretty excited about. And then the final one, have all those previous things, and you get a shout-out and credits during our episodes and live shows. So if you want to get made fun of or put on a pedestal because we love you, we're, we're down to do that. Uh, as well as helping us um, where you get to suggest a movie for us to review on a quarterly basis that you pick. We don't even have a choice. Uh, basically what Charles has done to us in the past. Yeah, and that will be a patron-exclusive episode, too. Oh, so, I forgot to mention that. Good call. Yeah. So when you do pick that, it will be patron-exclusive. So whatever you want to pick, we'll, you'll have access to it as a patron. And that's So you can expect me to it. really, unless it's a good movie, I'm really coming after you, whoever suggested that. So... Yeah, we'll be friends, and you'll get my most vulgar self, which is usually when I'm the funniest. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, thanks, Madsen. Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Bye, Cinemagic out.